Today is Saturday of the 26th week in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. The 72 disciples returned rejoicing and said to Jesus, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names were written in heaven. At that very moment, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Turning to the disciples in private, he said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I say to you, many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. The Gospel of the Lord. Many stories of adventure begin because someone is dissatisfied with life. Whatever the hero is looking for, he knows that it is not where he is. Here is not enough. The seeker has to make a choice. Does he stay where he is and learn to live with his dissatisfaction? Or does he leave home and search for what he hopes to find? If he stays, he will be incomplete. But if he goes, he risks losing everything he has. The conflict is important because without it, many people would never start off. That radical challenge to leave behind the guarantee of shelter and support and set off without provisions is one which rings out in today's gospel. And Jesus believes that his disciples can take that risk for the sake of the kingdom of God. When Jesus sends out the 72, You might wonder how ready they are for the demanding task ahead of them. Jesus must depend on the various talents of his followers. He must depend on their understanding and their resolve to get it right. There is a clear urgency about the task. Jesus says, start off now. As he gives his missionary instruction, Jesus seems under no illusion about the territory. Compared to the wolves roaming around, his own disciples are like lambs. He charges them to lead the radical lifestyle of the wandering preacher who must face homelessness and renunciation of family and property. They are not to be encumbered by extras nor be delayed by roadside chats. When they enter a house, they should bless it with peace And if they are welcomed, they should not try to adjust the menu or fix better accommodations. All that takes up valuable time. 
to tell a group of Jews traveling in foreign territory that you must eat and drink what is set before you is a radical demand indeed. In all this, Jesus tells his disciples that they must depend on the shalom they bring, the peace of the kingdom. If they have no money, they cannot stay at the local inn where people, when people reject them. They must travel on until they are made welcome. They are to depend on the shalom they bring and are, they are to depend on the hospitality of the strangers who receive them. They have something to offer the people in their teaching and healing. In return for that work, the people have something to offer the disciples in welcoming them. Hospitality, therefore, is not just a social virtue. It is a response to the word of God that seeks to enter the hearts and minds of those who listen. So in hospitality to the disciples is a rejection of the word of God. On their return, the disciples are delighted that their mission has actually worked. Their joy demonstrates that people do welcome the word of God and that the word of God is their real source for mission. Jesus counsels them to rejoice, not because their mission has worked, but because their names are written in heaven. After all, if they rejoice only when their mission has worked, what happens to their joy when their mission fails? I'm Father Philip Dabney, a Redemptress, stationed at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Boston, Massachusetts.